Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Live, Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I, I kind of don't know how to feel about this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, man, it's like a breath, uh, breath of fresh air. The Rich Eisen Show. And we got a bunch of strikeouts? I mean, that's not really fun. If you're going to cheat, entertain me in the process. Entertain me! <laughs> you're going to be a cheater be an entertaining cheater. Earlier on the show, Titans tackle Taylor Luan. Emmy award-winning NFL analyst Nate Burleson. Coming up, from the new film In the Heights, actor Jimmy Smith. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Jimmy Smits of In the Heights will be joining us on this program. I have seen it. You should. It's in theaters near you. It's streaming on HBO Max. It is the cinematic version of the Broadway hit musical that Lin-Manuel Miranda put on stage before he did Hamilton. So if anybody who's a big Hamilton fan like I am or my wife is or our household is and you're like, this music sounds awfully familiar and just this whole concept seems awfully familiar, just know that Hamilton was the one that was second. I mean, this is brilliant. And then, of course, anybody out there, you, you show the kids, there's a little bit of cursing in it, but uh, you could just say, don't worry, that's the guy who also put Moana on the screen. It's all good. I'm father of the year, don't you know? Uh, plus, I also cursed in presence of my child the other day when there was a, a, a strike three called and against the Yankees, and it should have been ball four. Uh, our number three includes Jimmy Smits and also a segment that we're about to get to shortly uh, called Crystal Ballot. I'll explain what that is in a moment. Um, also, though, I want to get to the phone lines uh, at 844-204-RICH. We hadn't taken a phone call uh, on this show yet that include Taylor Lewan and Nate Burleson, our friend Jeff in Detroit. Always interesting to hear what's on his mind. What's up, Jeff? How you been, brother? What's going on, Unc? My cousin's got a chance Jeff, to Jeff, make Jeff, a Jeff. win. Jump into the show, man. I miss you guys. I miss you guys. Do. Listen, I know it's been six in a row for you, man, but li- just like anybody else, we know what it is. True fans of the Rich Eisen show yes, sir. know. Yes. That you deserve all the accolades, all the awards. Give this man his flowers while he's alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because in the future, somebody's going to look at the Rich Eisen show and say, those guys had it. Those guys really, really had it. I mean, they're doing it now because who else intersects sports with entertainment the way that you do? I appreciate Nobody that, in man. the industry does. And each and every individual uh, interview you do, you come away knowing way more than you started with. Thank so you. So in my respect, man, you get awards all day long from, from your brother here in Detroit. I got a question yeah. for you, Rich. <laughs> well, your, first of all, in your well, opinion, yes, who is the se- Yeah, go huh? for it. No, no, by the way, I appreciate you being my hype man. So, <laughs> oh, listen, any, any and all day, baby, any and all day. Listen, flavor, flavor. Uncle Rich, uh, when you give a guy the title, Unc, 
that is the ultimate show of respect, and you have always been that for me. I man. appreciate you, that. You, no matter what happens, you you try to look at the sunny side of it. What's and un- I've always appreciated that Thank about you. you. So hey, Jeff, you're saying Rich is invited to the cookout then, right? Oh, yeah. He, man, listen, he got a pass. He got a <laughs> D-hat and a pair of Cardis waiting on him in Detroit right now. <laughs> that's what's up. And, and that's, oh. pra- that's the highest praise you can get from the D. A what up, though? A pair of Cardis and a D-hat. You know what I'm saying? He's official. We still ain't letting him mess with the potato salad, though, Jeff. He he can't he can't mess with the potato salad just quite yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, TJ, you a fool! (laughs) Listen, listen, who is the, in your opinion, uh, yes, who is the second best point guard? Period. Now it's always been great debate. Of course, you come to Detroit, it's going to be Isaiah Thomas, Magic being number one. Who in your book is number two? Mm. Of all time? Period. Of Just all time. straight up. Because I'm thinking of, and, and, and we were having this discussion, of course, in the barbershop. Sure. Think about Isaiah Thomas in today's game. I mean, the man played an entire game on one leg and scorched the Lakers. That was probably one of the greatest performances by athlete, period, that I can think of, in my opinion. The man was, he couldn't even play the next game. After the game, his leg was as huge as it could be. But he did what he had to do against the Lakers. Unfortunately, we lost that series. But, you know, that that's my vote for, for okay. number two. And, well, how and about, was, people have always wondered who would number two be. How, would, how about Stockton? What about John Stockton? What about you know him? That? I guess the reason why I would pick Isaiah over Stockton because Isaiah could go off. I could never imagine John Stockton putting on the performance that Isaiah did against Bernard King and Cobo Hall. Oh, you know, I remember Bernard that. Hall. I remember that. Hubie Brown was the uh, was the coach, and it was that was a that was a was I think Trapuca went off in that game too, Marner. man. Marner. That's right. Thanks for the call, Jeff. I appreciate that. All right, Jeff. What would you say? I think Curry. I think I would go Steph Curry, man. I agree with Jeff. Magic's one. I would go with Steph. But do you view Curry as a facilitator? Because that's what he's pointing out, is that you're pointing out you, you've got to go off and you've got to facilitate. You've got a quarterback. And yeah, you've you, know, got you know what he facilitates? The ball going in the net. I understand that. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about, point guard. You know, When I think point guard, I don't think scorer. I think facilitator. I think he can do everything. What about you, TJ? How come you're you're Pat Beverly? Is that what you're trying to work your way to that? What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? No, I, I've had my I've had a list of my top point guards for for a while now, and it goes Magic, Isaiah. You know, I never saw Oscar Robertson play, but sure. from everything that I've read, everything that I've seen, he he's definitely you know top two or three of all time. And then I have Stockton. And then I kind of agree with you on the Steph thing because I kind of feel like Steph is more of a two, even though he plays one. So he's right. kind of hard. But I guess if if he is listed yeah. as a point guard, you have to put have him to in there. Kind of talk about and it. then I also have Jason Kidd and Steve Nash. Like, sure. What about Chris Paul? How about you? If the Suns yeah. win a championship, yeah. where does Chris you? Paul now go on this list? I think he jumps into you? my three-way tie for fifth place. <laughs> this guy in <laughs> nice. his eyes. Brockman That's hates, why I'm hates him. To I hate, I hate the ties. But it's hard for me to differentiate between Nash and Kidd and Gary Payton. Like, you right. know, Nash is the MVPs and Kidd won a chip. And, but 
Well, Who's better out of those? Which three is why I think cards. Steph Curry is above those guys. Steph Curry has the MVPs yeah. and he has the championships. Steph, so, Chris Paul is two wins away from having his State Farm commercials last in terms of relevancy in a playoffs as longest it's ever lasted. Right, right. Yeah, he's the king of like, oh yeah, he was out two rounds ago, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a new one with him. You know those commercials everywhere. Ooh. He's about to, he's about to hit it. Him and Sabrina Nescu, they had one, and I now there's a, a new one where they turn in the cardboard. Yeah, I saw that one too. So, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah so I'm like, is there more every, oh, as far, far as he goes? Like, is there going to be another Sabrina one? Sabrina is amazing. I'm glad she's one, getting this national run. One last thing, too, to bring up, and then we'll we'll move to our new segment. Um, that Carl Malone showed up the other day in a in a jersey. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Was he wearing a jersey to I the game like a fan? He was. Like he. Was Did he wearing a Jordan Clarkson? He was wearing He was wearing a jersey. jersey. Like that's that's a choice, man. <laughs> well and it's just he's made a lot of interesting I, ones. But, but I just would you ever wear a jersey to a game? Absolutely not. Would you ever wear a jersey with no shirt on underneath to a game? Like no. you're playing? I'm way too hairy for that. You DJ, would wear you, a jersey. First of all, I'm like the ki- like early 2000s. I was the you, king of the I jersey. I bet you were like you were the king of Mitchell and Ness. Oh yeah, right. Like I had probably I, between that, basketball, baseball, and football, right. I had well over like. But now 40. you're a grown man. You're a grown ass man. I was a grown man then. So yeah, I was. I was always. Yeah. I was always into the sneaker and the jersey thing. So for me personally, yeah. You know what? I, our, our I rock rule. jerseys all the time. I think Kara Henderson was the first one to come up with this rule that you can't wear Weird. a jersey to a game of a player who's younger than you are in real life. <laughs> You know, and, and it gets broken every day. Last time I wore a jersey yeah. to a game was the 1997, I believe, AFC Championship game. Or 98, whichever one that was. I don't know what year, calendar year, NFL year, was when the Jets were in uh, in um, in Denver. What's the last one you That AFC bought? Championship game that led to uh, Mark Schlereth's middle finger ring yeah. um, in that over the Jets. Um, I wore my uh, Wesley Walker gamer to wow, the game awesome. with my name still stitched in the back of it from Camp Loconda and Trails End Camp so they knew which bunk to return <laughs> it to. It fit, and I was already on SportsCenter two years by the time I went there, three rows from the top of the stadium. Last time I wore a jersey to a game as a fan. Now, Rich, I was so big into jerseys back in the days when we would go out. I had a birthday party once my friends threw me, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this going in. Um, but when I got to Geisha House where everybody was, everybody – had a jersey on for me. Like, the entire party. People who never worn jerseys. Had people who were like, I just went to the store and bought this. Nobody told me about it. Ashton? Did Ashton yeah, show up in the jersey? Yeah, everyone. everyone what, was his, was, what was his jersey at the time? I want to say. What was it? What was it? I'd have Ooh. to, I'd have to, I have the picture. I'd have to look. It was he got every picture. Probably a bear. wearing jerseys. Yeah, right? every, it's amazing. If you look at my Facebook, yeah. Yeah, the well, entire party. Walter Payton, but what, had, what year was this? What year this was, was probably 2000, this party was probably 2003. Wow. Four. That was the height, though, of. Every rap video, everyone was wearing jerseys. Yeah, that was the that was big, and I was and I was getting them on the arm, as they say. Hey now, you Ooh. know, so Whoa. I was getting football, basketball, baseball, faux free ninety nine. So it was was he wearing a Rex Grossman game? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll I'll find the picture and then I'll figure Cordell out. Stewart. Which one Rex, it was? Rex Grossman. <laughs> Rex Grossman. That was the KG Dick Jerron oh Bears years of two thousand three. He might have had a Cat Bozo jersey on. That's, only, that's the only way you can refer to Dick Jaron. It's KG. It's KG. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we always like here uh, on the show, and we being me, uh, that was a Royal We reference, uh, mentioning my three favorite coaching cliches in the NFL. It is what it is. 
uh, you can control only you can control only what you can control. And then I don't have a crystal ball. Well, I don't know why this popped in my head, but I'm like, okay, it's a Friday, it's in you know June. Want to talk some as much sports around the 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 span of sports as much as I possibly can. Why not have a segment where we actually act like we have a crystal ball <laughs> and come up with the headline in sports six months from today? And we'll time capsule it and we'll bust it out on December 11th of 2021. And I asked you guys to sure we have a show come day. up with a sports headline of what's the sports headline going to be on December 11th. 2021, which is going to be what? What is it again? Uh, it's a Saturday. It's a, okay, so we'll do it on the 10th, but but oh, that's it's, going to be... It's, we, uh, heading into week 14 of the National Football League. And then this is probably going to be the Heisman weekend, I would right? imagine it, that that is usually around Heisman Trophy weekend, so, so we'll the college football be in the season college will football be over. Playoffs, right? uh, we'll be about six weeks into the NBA season. Yep. Uh, college basketball will obviously have started. NHL. NHL will be you know full throat. So Sports. it could be anything, anything. these headlines. It could be anything. And we have come up with the name of the segment, and we even have an animation and stuff like that. I like oh, it. Yeah. Crystal Ball it. Well, I tell you, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I like it. Very nice. Do you have the music? What yeah, you got? I'm just adding some of our, our normal. Okay. Very good. I kind of like TJ's. it. This, I love this stuff. All right. Shout it sounds like I'm going to the bathroom in a very ritzy hotel, but it's I'll okay. change it up a little. No, it's okay. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for me over there, Chris Brockman? Right. Six months first. into the... Before I get to six months into the future, I want to go like a week and a half into the future. <laughs> just hold on. It just sets what? everything up. Okay. It sets everything up. Okay. This guy, man. <laughs> the Utah Jazz finished their sweep of the Los Angeles Clippers, okay? <laughs> That sends that team into turmoil, leads to some phone calls to a certain person from a certain South Florida area code. Okay. If you see what I'm saying. And then we go six months into the future, and my headline is Kawhi has heat atop NBA world again. As Kawhi Leonard exercises his option to become a free agent, signs with the Miami Heat, and six weeks into the NBA season in mid-December... Miami is 19 and 3 and has the best record in the association. Oh. Crystal Ballet. Well done, Chris Brockman. You don't like that TJ Jefferson at all. <laughs> that would so, be a sorry, disastrous sorry, Crystal Ball uh, reading. All right, what do you got over there, uh, TJ I'm Jefferson? I'm having a hard time recovering from that. <laughs> <laughs> that What's your Crystal Ball? All right, so we're going to jump forward. It's December the 11th, 2021. We're yep. entering into week 14 of the NFL season, yes. right? So this oh, yeah. week 14 matchup, you know, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers a lot. And as I told you after the show yesterday, yes. I'm a little tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we know what's going to happen. We it. know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? So in week 14. Do you have a Crystal Ball to tell me what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. So in week 14, Aaron Rodgers is preparing to take on the Detroit Lions, and he's looking to have his 18th career victory against the Detroit Lions. But this one's different because this will be as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. That's what you're going to see. Aaron Rodgers gets his 18th career win against the Lions and his first as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. His first against the Lions as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. 
Wow. wow. Ball, and I'm sure the huh? Cowboys will be like 12 and 2 or something there, but I figured I'd let that one Now go. I'm going to call in Omaha here since we're talking about Denver. Uh, did I see that you mouthed the words that he stole no, yours? He stole part of mine, but then he changed at the end. So I'm actually, I like to. You want to get to yours now? For, totally. Let's get to yours. <laughs> All right, Hoskins, sorry to call in Omaha, okay, but Omaha. Del Tufo's going to do his Basically, now. Basically, I don't have an anime. I don't think I don't have anything written up. So, but. Okay, yeah. Aaron Rodgers oh, have is going to start. That right. week, yeah, and people are going to put in the papers, in the papers. who remembers anything Maybe. that happened this past summer. Okay, there you Aaron go. Aaron is taking him to the playoffs. All right, in Green Bay. All right, he didn't have any setup, but you know what I mean, he stole yours. <laughs> TJ got Aaron. I, 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 I don't know how I stole it. Here's mine. I, I don't have a crystal ball normally, but uh, I looked into my crystal ball this morning, and I figured six months from now, the headline is going to be. I know you thought I was going to go football, Uh-oh. but the headline six months from now is the world champion Nets <laughs> are still undefeated. <laughs> six weeks into the NBA season. <laughs> the world champion Nets still undefeated. So not only are you calling your shot on the Nets winning yes, this year. the 2021 title, you're calling them starting twenty and zero to, like, to begin. Well, I don't know if it'll be twenty games in. Yeah, we might six be weeks. six, seventeen, sixteen yeah, in. Yeah, and, wow. and and that'll still be you know with 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 some load management. That's not called load management. They won't have all three of them for every game. They're going to still be undefeated. Whew, wow. Now, if you think that maybe my crystal ball was a little off on that, it it, it might be because here was my first. My first reading. Here's a bonus reading. Oh. Uh, this headline oh. six months from now. Oh, uh, put it up on the screen. Uh, Aaron Rodgers named new host of Catch 21 <laughs> on Game Show Network. Because he won't be in Denver or Green Bay. He'll be there just telling you, you know, do you freeze it? Do you not? My ball might be, it's the crystal ball may be off. I thought you were going to do something like uh, Catch Twenty One, everybody. Like, you know, Mi- Michigan upsets Ohio State oh, as the Heisman no. Trophy James winner. Dolan sells the Knicks. Yeah, Dolan sells Knicks. Knicks. No, no, uh, this is not wishful thinking. No, uh, I look into the crystal ball and yeah. see the future. The this is the things that aren't going to happen. World Chris. champion Nets are undefeated, and again, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is named the new host of Catch Twenty One on Game Show Network. Wow, high salute. <laughs> All right, hey, round of applause for yeah. Crystal Ball, everybody. Good. I think we should do that more often. Especially like considering we had like five minutes notice on that well, one. That was quick. Uh, I love it. Well, you had five minutes notice on it because Chris didn't tell you until five minutes. <laughs> well, because we were working on the poll. You were lurking on... Dude, I'm not saying you didn't do, weren't doing anything. No, I know. I'm just saying, you know, we, we spent a little too much time on the movies this morning. Mm. But, yeah. That, that, yeah, was, a, that was a heated debate. Well, take... A break. Jimmy Smits is joining us. He is in the Heights, or he's in In the Heights, which is in theaters and on streaming today. And we will chat with the star of In the Heights coming up. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brett, I know you were before when you saw that we had the 2015 World Series trophy. I'm a trophy. big fan of that one, but I know. Where's uh, where's that other one that uh, that uh, the old guy? Uh, the 1985, 1985 one. Okay, because you are oh, somebody oh, that we want to this. make sure you're happy. Come on in. I love it. Thank you, Kurt, Kurt. And Lisa of the Royals <laughs> Hall of Fame. Wow, has taken out your trophy, and we will replace the 2015 one. With the 1985 one. Oh, look at that. Just Just, for you. Just the best. Wow. Thank you, Kurt. And just like they say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) What? They took the Cy Young (laughs) Awards. Ah. uh, That do the two of them. And we have those right here. You can put them right here on the desk if you don't mind. That's one. Look at this. One Cy Young I've never seen one of these in person. A Cy Young Award. I will be careful. Don't you worry. You got them all set up. All right. Okay. You guys are... There you go. I think I'm going to have to tip you very well for all this. <laughs> now, is it true, Paul, that for that famed game six, that famed Don Denkinger call uh-huh. at the first baseline right here in this here stadium, you were here for that game. That's as right. were two other hosts of the big. That's Slipper right. Game. We were all we, were, we didn't know each other then, Who? but we were all at that game. I was sitting right over there just uh, opposite the, uh, uh, the just up third base behind the dugout. Right. And. Um, it was, it was the greatest uh, game I've ever uh, been to. I mean, I mean, I, w- I was there for you know just recently too. But I never remember when that when they won that game. No one left the stadium, and I remember everybody hugging each other in the stands. And twenty minutes later, after the game, everybody was still there. Of that series, I was I got to go to game two and game six, and um, I had. I guess my dad had some tickets to game seven, but had given them away. So I didn't get to go to game seven. And instead I had to work at a grocery store sacking groceries and nobody came in. So, and, but the boss, you, wait, you were, you were bagging groceries. I was bagging game groceries for game rule? seven at work, but not really. Cause nobody was even in the store. Everyone was home watching the game, but my, but the boss made me go clean the bathrooms while he sat up front and watched the game on TV. And I didn't get to even, I'd, ch- I'd come in and check in and it's sounds like ter- a crappy job. It was, was terrible. What was your boss's name? Let's get his, his name was, his name was Ed. And I've called him out already on shows because I never got over it. Furious. This is the worst thing to do to somebody. I come up, I'd say, what happened? He goes, Daryl Motley just hit a home run. Don't. And then, uh, and they go back to the grab toilets. a mop. Grab a mop. <laughs> go check. Go. Go rearrange the milk. 
Fun stuff back in the day. Big Slick uh, virtual uh, event is this weekend. Everybody check that out and raise money for a good cause. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love this guy. I'm very excited that he's uh, he's calling into the show. Is is our next guest on the phone line? So. Yes, he is. He's one of the stars of In the Heights, which is in theaters near you and also streaming exclusively on HBO Max. Enjoyed his work for many a moon, NYPD Blue, L.A. Law, just to name two. Uh, one of the stars, again, of In the Heights. Jimmy Smits here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Good morning, Rich. Back at you with the with the fan love. I've been listening to you for years and years, man. God I, bless you. I really appreciate that. So you're born in Brooklyn. I'm born in Brooklyn. I'm from Staten Island. You know, uh, you're now in the Heights. I, f- I kind of feel like I know you in a way, you know? <laughs> I kind of feel like I know you. New York, New York. Yes, sir. So are you are you a, a, a fan of any particular sports team in New York? Yankee, Matt, uh, Jet, Giant? Well, I'm, you know, them, them bums that left Brooklyn. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, that Brooklyn has a basketball team now and that they're kicking, that they're doing so great. That's, uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. And I follow the Yankees. I'm, you know, I wear my Yankee hat. Okay, very good. Uh, do you have a do you have a favorite player growing up at all, Jimmy? That you uh, remember watching when you were growing up in New York City and just just checking it out while you were going about your business at all? I remember my dad used to get these tickets to go to uh, to go to Yankee Stadium, and mm-hmm. we met Joe Pepitone a couple of times. <laughs> I don't know why it was, it was more than once. Oh, see. We'll go back. Oh yeah, Joe Pepitone is a great name of a of a of a terrific Yankee from back in the day, Jimmy. I haven't heard that name in a while. I love that. That was like uh, that was that's that's Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, uh, that whole contingent. There. Of course, no doubt about that. And again, now I I I can't get enough of uh, in the Heights, Jimmy. And um, you know, I I I was watching it with my kids because they're big Hamilton fans. And I had, to ex- oh, okay. I had to explain to them, I'm like, well, if this sounds like Hamilton, it's really Hamilton sounds like In the Heights, that In the Heights was before Lin-Manuel uh, came up with Hamilton. Uh, what, what in the world is it like to work with Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, and see his talents on display or be uh, uh, having such an important part of his pop culture uh, landscape placed in your hands with the rest of the cast of In the Heights? Jimmy. Yeah, Rich, you, you said it right there, changing the landscape. I, re- I remember seeing uh, an off-Broadway uh, iteration of, of In the Heights, and I had a friend that was working at the drama bookstore that told me about these kids that hit uh, Lin-Manuel and his Wesleyan crew that were doing a workshop of it downstairs in the, at the drama bookstore. Mm-hmm. But we, my wife and I saw the off-Broadway version, and it's like, this is the new wave. They got it going, they got it going on here. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. It's so positive. And then to, you know, see all the success that uh, the show had in terms of changing the landscape of what a Broadway musical can look like and how it was lauded. I've been a huge supporter. And then I saw Lynn a couple of years afterwards. I was doing a show on Broadway myself, and he had just taken a vacation from the show and was telling me at the drama bookstore, we were both at the drama bookstore, he nice. said, yeah, I was reading this book about Hamilton. <laughs> the guy in the $10 bill? Yeah, yeah, he was a, he's an immigrant, man. He's just like, we totally relate to the story. And he trotted away, and the next thing I know, he was 
spitting rhymes at the at the White House for Obama. So it was, that was, yeah, he's he's uh, there's a there's a good soul there. Uh, there's a, a guy who you know he's got he's got this love of, of Broadway and and positive messages and that that's what's there in the film and with uh, John Chu added on our director in, in terms of the film some of these visual homages that we have to the golden age of cinema it's just it, it makes me really really happy with these universal themes that I think you know your kids probably picked up on it's just joy happening and people want to people are ready for this you know the universe aligned for us in a lot of ways rich in terms of the pandemic and people having all this time being locked up and thinking about not only medical stuff but social issues i think you know it's people are ripe for being around other people audiences and acceptance of joy and what a summer musical can do you know music you remember you remember a, a song in the summertime sticks with you for life you can hear that music and it just goes right back to that time. So all those things are, are great for the film, I think. And, and, a, and a great cast. A it, really talented young cast. And and you're terrific in it too. You carry a couple tunes, Jimmy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean that was it was great to it was great to hear. I mean, you know, you 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 being um a dad and having some intense dramatic scenes, I'm used to that, you know. And I know that you've you've been on Broadway for a very long time. I I I, I loved it. I I I got I got to ch- I got to check off my little uh, artistic bucket list there. And, you know, it's not just it's not just doing a little musical here and there in summer stock, you know. Right. Uh, so. Lin Manuel Miranda in In the Heights, and again, you play uh, a dad whose daughter um, is the uh, light of the community because she makes it to Stanford, and now she's has second thoughts about it because she doesn't feel welcome in the community there because she's from Washington Heights. And her experiences growing up there and her comfort level of growing up there makes her feel like a fish out of water in Stanford. And it's just a beautiful scene. Uh, you and uh, you, you and the actress who plays your daughter. Um, and uh, Leslie, Leslie Grace. Fine, fine. Remarkable. She, you know, she's, known, she's known as a singer, but this, this young lady, she totally opened up her heart and, you know, gave 110% to the, to, to the acting part of this as well and some of the moments that she has not only in our scenes but with her, her scene partner Corey Hawkins uh, just beautiful 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 touching moment no doubt and you shot much of this in Washington Heights itself the community uh, of which this is based right did you shoot it pretty pretty much pretty much all of it rich yeah and that that was in and of itself was a joy I mean we weren't doing movie catering for lunch we were going to the you know community restaurants <laughs> there and you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chiara Alegria Hudes, who's the screenwriter and wrote the Broadway play, they, they both are from that neighborhood. They live there, you know, and the neighborhood is aware of them and their positiveness about what the, the show represented when it was on Broadway. So they knew we were there and they buoyed us so many ways, I think, in terms of being positive. And, uh, you know, uh, it, like I said, it's just beautiful. Everybody should go check it out, either in a theater, if you are uh, so inclined, or streaming it exclusively on HBO Max. It's called In the Heights, uh, based on the hit Broadway musical. Jimmy Smith's here 
on the Rich Eisen Show. I do want to hit your career a little bit prior to this film, Jimmy, because like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan, but I, I kind of want to hit the Wayback Machine with you, if you don't mind, the real Wayback okay. Machine. Is it true that you lasted... Since we're talking about Joe Pepitone, we might as well... Why not? If we're talking Joe Pepitone, we might, we might as well talk about your five-minute-long stint on Miami Vice. Is it true you were the you, you were the first uh, and uh, partner of Sonny Crockett's on that show, and you lasted five minutes on Miami okay, Vice? Well, don't make it don't make it sound like I got fired. That no, was part of, part that's of the, the role, part of the job. Right, that was yeah. Going in, <laughs> right? That was that. Is that is that true that 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 was your one of your first television roles, Jimmy? It was one of the first nighttime thing gigs that I did. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. well, what was that like uh-huh. back in the day? To be involved, uh, it was it was so exciting to be. Well, that was a pilot episode, right? So, to be, you know, I was doing off Broadway theater, working at the New York Shakespeare Festival a lot, and uh, and to be in Miami and with this these group of people who kind of had a feeling that they were doing something cutting edge in terms of television mm-hmm. uh, was really was really very exciting and. Uh, yeah, I remember Don Johnson. He and I were in a were in a wardrobe fitting together, and he took his beautiful linen uh, jacket and kind of like balled it up and put it in the corner. And says, "And he needs to be rumpled. He needs to be rumpled." <laughs> and that's why you that's why you, Rich Eisen, were wearing uh, rumpled linen jackets after that. <laughs> Probably I know, with so. your arms with the arms up. I just don't know if I really had the uh, ability to pull that off, to be honest with you, Jimmy, (laughs) back in the day. You know, Uh, I am also a big fan of, you know, with all of these films uh, that that were born at the time and also uh, came out of it, like buddy, buddy cop movies in a way. Running Scared is a film that does not get, I don't think, the due that it deserves. We had Billy Crystal on this show the other day. We've already established Uh your your Broadway roots. It must have been quite something for you to be in that film at an early part of your career. And Gregory Hines was a co-star for you. That had to be something for you, Jimmy, I would imagine. I had so so much fun working with those guys in Chicago in the middle of, from November through February, we were there shooting late nights, but it was... It was a blast. Greg, both Gregory and Bill were, were so so nice to me. Right. Have you have you watched that at any time recently? Did you maybe you know flipping the channels during the during the uh, pandemic at all and coming across? I don't. I don't really like to watch a lot of. Stuff. I saw. I saw a clip of it recently mm-hmm. uh, because we had some function that we had to do, and they, the part of the clip package was one of the scenes from the, from from the film. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there, there was some, there was some stuff there. I bet. I bet. And then, uh, one other, uh, aspect I want to hit you on, and that's a, a large part of your career. Uh, my guys here will attest. I'm not, I, I swear to you, I'm not one of those Los Angeles name droppers, but having moved out here to LA, one of the most cherished moments I've had is my wife and I became friendly with Steven Bochco. Uh, and his wife Dana, uh-huh. and um, I, I was a, he, Stephen asked me for his memoir to interview him to get the stories out of his mind right. Um, right. as he was just finally recovered from being sick for the first time. What yeah. was it like to have your career uh, placed in the hands of somebody as genius as him with L.A. Law and NYPD Blue? 
Jimmy well, Smith. Well, Richie, you know, I, we, we probably wouldn't be talking right now if it wasn't for, for that, that, that game changer in terms of uh, what television is. He, he, uh, he changed my life um, and really, you know, permission to aspire. He, he did that for so many people um, and, and changed the way people, you know, w- w- watch network television. I mean, if, if somebody were trying to pitch NYPD Blue now to network TV, I don't, I don't even know if it would, it would get on. But he's consistently was just a, a great person, a wonderful storyteller. You know, you know how, how funny he was, mm. and, uh, irreverent in, in so many ways, is willing to go up against the networks to push the envelope to, to, make, to make television better, um, and just told beautiful stories. Beautiful story. What is your favorite moment of uh, of uh, either one of those shows? L.A. Law. You got a great moment for that for me, like a good story. I, you something? know, I, the, uh, L.A. Law for me was just was great because the, the ensemble was really tight. We all came from New, well, most of the cast came from came from New York and had theater backgrounds. What was funny was when we would get together for these conference room scenes that were part of the show and we would discuss what would be the cases of the week. Mm-hmm. And again, theater backgrounds, a lot of the work, talking about the work and the scenes and stuff. And as the show became a little more successful, the conversation started talking about house additions and... <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, that, that happens. Right. And, and then... Just, just a great cast. Just a great cast. And Dennis Franz, uh, was he... He wasn't like Sipowitz at all, right? In real life, like that—that's just how great of an actor he was. That the two of you would be on screen together for all those years, and it, it just felt so right with you and him and working I, together. An iconic, an iconic television role of uh, Andy Sipowitz that that Dennis inhabited for a dozen years there, and I, I you know, I just I feel so blessed to, to be partnered with him uh, the time that I was there, and. Uh, and the situation, the way the, you know, the way it went down, uh, it, it, like the show actually came back to me after after a while, um, and so and I got to do it, and, and and the partnership was just 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 great. We would shoot in L.A. the, the interior scenes, but when we would come to New York, the, the New Yorkers were just like, "Hey, Dennis." <laughs> I bet. And I'll, I'll just take one stab, though, and say the biggest uh, points you might have ever earned with your kids, though, is being in Star Wars films. Would, would I would I would I peg that correctly or, or no? That, yeah, the, that was that was up there. I didn't get a, I didn't get a lightsaber, but uh, yeah. I had a speeder. So they, they <laughs> hey, they didn't give you a lightsaber. <laughs> hey, look, Jimmy, uh, like I said, I've been a fan of yours for, for quite some time. Uh, the fact that I was able to share in the heights with my children. They love the music. They love ev- absolutely everything about it. Um, and I can't wait for everybody to share it with their kids or, or whomever. Uh, it's a beautiful movie. It's fun. And it was terrific. And you're great in it. So thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, Richie, thank, thank you so much, Richie. And thanks, yeah. thanks for bringing up Stephen. You, 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 you did a... You did a great thing for my memory banks. No, no, I, he's, you know, Ingratitude. I, certainly when you were talking about, you know, even, uh, you know, with Miami Vice saying that they were doing something with television that that wasn't done before. I mean, the, the idea of let's just not end an episode with neatly tying up every storyline. Let's have an entire season long arc or multiple season long storyline arcs 
previously on. I mean, that it, we're all take it for granted now. It, that came out of his head. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, God thanks, bless, Rich. Thanks, thanks again. So you bet. You bet. Thanks for the call. That's Jimmy Smith's everybody. Check him out in the Heights in theaters nationwide now and streaming exclusively on HBO Max. Music's great. Acting's great. Everything's terrific. The directing is uh, unique, to say the least. And, you know, we're watching it with the kids and trying to let them know that, uh, you know, this was before Hamilton kind of blows their mind a little bit. <laughs> and then <clears throat> it was just a, one of those interesting moments that you have when you're watching this, certainly with your wife. After the kids went to bed, we finished it up. And um, I don't know if you have these moments with, with Sarah, um, but there was a, there's an actress in this film. Uh, her name's Melissa Barrera. Okay. And um, she's remarkable. She's very talented, but she jumps off the screen. And uh, Susie says to me, uh, wow, she's really pretty, don't you think? <laughs> Do you have those moments? Like, uh, I don't know how I have them, to answer I have them that in reverse, you know? actually. We're watching because we only watch sports in my house. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good for Chris. He's good. And so we're so watching this conversation about Ozzy Albies or, or what? I mean, like oh. about Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Meaning what? she's just like, I can't stop watching. And I'm like, well, I mean, he, he's been shooting a lot. He's on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, no, he's freaking hot. And I'm just like, what, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> what can't you say? See, now, that's different than what I'm saying. Like, am I supposed to concur with the obvious that she's beautiful? Right. And she's very talented. I mean, the whole, you know, singing and dancing and everything. I just didn't know how to quite respond. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I did say that. Yeah, she is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I might just... Yeah, and then just keep it moving. And just keep it moving. Yeah, keep just it keep moving. going. Keep it moving. Now, I've been in the, your position, too. Yeah, like, you know, like where Brad Pitt's great. on the screen and the kids are in the room and she'll go, oh, like an audible... Yeah, like, it's like, some, like... That's okay. That's all right. Am I just sitting by the dog? Like, what what's going on? <laughs> so you, that's what you should do. Have you have you done the reverse with her? No, I, I'm going to start. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> Heads up if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, how it's going. <laughs> I think sometimes... Well, be careful. Sarah told me that her parents watch this show frequently. Oh, her uh, mom will probably text me in like five seconds. Right away. Is that really? <laughs> yeah. They watch in separate rooms, too. It's actually hilarious. What? Yeah. Her dad likes to just stay in his man cave, and her mom well, kind of just... understandable. ...is doing stuff around the house, so she's listening. What? Well, she's listening. Oh, but, yeah. So that, are we getting double the double the watches? Uh, yeah. The Tiana family's giving us double the watches yeah. on on Peacock. One on radio, one on TV. Exactly. No, no. Yeah. Uh, we, we, oh, we, I think we're getting oh, double Peacock. Double oh, Peacock. Okay. Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to get double. Fantastic. Yeah. Rich, I think the reverse might happen. Where I might get Chris in trouble because you know every now and then I might be scrolling Instagram and I might see something that you know is appealing <laughs> and I might go, 
Say it to Chris and then not think that sometimes you mean maybe on a text, Chris is on a text. On a text, and maybe Chris yeah. is sitting right next to his girl and she might see it. So I apologize. Well, she's there. not seeing it because she's thirst trapping for uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Porter, 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 Porter Jr. Porter Jr. <laughs> Did I use that phrase properly or no? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, she's, she's thirsty. For she's Michael. thirsty. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's not thirst trapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Michael Porter Jr. just by his existence apparently is thirst trapping Sarah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I mean, he is a good looking dude, but like, just like. Tone it down. Now, are you upset? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a second. Excuse he can't me. Be. This is an important question. This is an important question. Are you more upset or are you offended as a man in a relationship? Yeah. Are you offended because you don't have the three point shot <laughs> that Porter Jr. has? Are you offended as a basketball yeah. player, or are you offended as a, a man in a relationship? I think I'm more offended as a basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little rusty. From glad that we. Side. I'm glad yeah. we drilled down to figure out the. Uh, but at any rate, go see in the heights. <laughs> for many reasons, we'll take a break uh, right here on the show. Set up shop for the rest of the week. Talk about what we're ready to see this weekend. And then, oh, by the way, my uh, great soundbite from Rob Lowe on my new podcast will play for you. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. So you spoke this into existence. Kind of manifested it, you know. I put it in the air. Me and Julio were already, like, cool. So now I don't have to call and ask them about football. Now I can see it firsthand in practice. I have a long history of attempting to give nicknames to players. And I'll be very honest with you, it's a checkered pass. I have come up with the 10-tastic fort. And you're the one who can stretch D's and mastermind blockbuster trades. <laughs> I like I like the 10-tastic fort. I like it. When did things maybe dawn on you here in Southern California that your time with the Rams was coming to an end? To, to be honest, I had no inclination of it. It, it came somewhat from left field um, when it happened. But again, it, things happen for a reason. I'm excited to be out here. Everything's been great. Is there anything that occurred during the playoffs that gave you an indication? No. And I, and again, Rich, I, I appreciate you. I know you have to ask the question, yes. but I'm, I, I'm so excited to be here. I had a lot of fun there. There was a lot of good times. Obviously, it ended sour. And I think to answer your overall question, no, there was not any inclination that anything like that was coming. But again, it, it's, it's what happens. And um, I'm happy to be here. How do you feel about these shorts creeping up the thigh? When I was born in the 70s. That's how my favorite players growing up used to wear them when I was watching the game. 
Isaiah, Dennis Rodman, and John Stockton probably had classic shorts. Yeah, they did. It was like almost like soft porn type. There's <laughs> a young man, big shot to Memphis and Penny Hardaway. He has a guy on his team that wears the really small shorts. And one time he had a breakaway layup and he missed it. And I promise it was because of the shorts. <laughs> Y'all fella got to loosen up. You know what I'm saying? Let these things breathe. Right. You know what I'm saying? What do you think the lasting legacy of the greatest show on turf is? There's no ending punctuation behind it right now. Because when you look through the league, you still see a lot of teams, a lot of offenses attempting to, you know, duplicate what we have. What do you see when you turn on a television on a Sunday or a Thursday? I can sit back and just name the route combinations from, from the start of the snap. They're pretty much a lot of stuff that we ran. You know, I like to say that we perfected when we played. Crime Scene Kitchen airing Wednesday at 9 Eastern Time on Fox. And then Card Sharks. You grew up watching Card Sharks, right? I did. It's just a high-low game. That's it? That's how good I am in Vegas is a high-low game. The stakes really do go bananas. I watched a woman walk away with like $600,000. She was like, my life has changed forever. And I said, well, you could make a couple of mistakes in the next few days. And it'll be right back to normal. Oh, gosh, no. Right. You're not supposed to tell somebody who's won that much money that the nice parting gift for them is doom and gloom. That's just, you can't do that, Joel, but you know I'm the that. only host. Yeah, I'm the only game show host where I go, and after taxes. That's a great line. Fun, fun week, everybody. Oh, great. We're back here on our radio show. Uh, we just showed our best of the week. Great stuff with Jalen Rose. You're, I mean, so you, you, sir, TJ Jefferson, have asked Jawan, Chris Weber, and Jalen Rose about those baggy shorts that you made so fashionable and got so much crap for mm-hmm. back in the day. Like, now those short shorts are creeping up. You've asked all three of them. Yeah. And each time you fanboyed them first. Do you realize that? <laughs> I had to get my questions out. I know uh, that, but you fanboyed them Build them up. I, let, let me tell you something. I, I, you're going to laugh about all my teams, but like I never, ever had a problem with Michigan. My buddy in high school was a huge Michigan fan. His family. So I go to his house and watch Michigan games. And yeah, I, I bought those uniforms. Chris, you probably... Had some Michigan shorts, oh, too. Oh, man, when C-Web was in here, I had the Michigan That's four right. jersey that I had him sign. That's right, yeah. That's I got that uh, when I was 12. Fat Mike, Five had Mike, don't get so upset. Fans. That's not the team that beat I know Seton it's Hall. not. It's, those are the cheaters, the, the second team. <laughs> oh, you know, my God. Rich, they had no other Michigan <laughs> oh, wow. fans rocking that <laughs> I mean, uniform. Was one like, the other. I had the maze oh. and I had the blue. That's the first two different. That's why they were so great. I just would never buy Michigan. Hey, uh, right here on Peacock, get ready for Girls 5 Eva, a hilarious new Peacock original from the creative minds behind Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Mr. Mayor. An iconic 90s girl group makes a comeback 20 years later, and this time it's on their terms. Stream every episode of Girls 5 Eva now, exclusively on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to get started. If you are looking for something uh, to listen to, and uh, certainly this weekend, um, try my uh, try my pod. Just getting started. It's uh, it's a it's a podcast separate from this one, a show separate from this one, in which I have every guest tell tell me their origin story, and maybe it's something you can learn about me, you getting started on something new or getting through whatever you're getting through to stay the course and uh, be successful. And this week's guest is Rob Lowe. Oh. Now, he's he was, as you know, he's one of our favorite guests here in studio. One of the goats. He told a story I'd not heard before. His origin story, uh, I, I knew he was from Ohio, and I knew that he moved out here. 
And I knew that he lived out here in Malibu and was, you know, a neighbor of the Sheen family. Mm-hmm. Right? And I knew all that. Didn't know about him trying so hard to get into acting and taking bus rides while everybody was playing in Malibu and trying to get gigs and not getting them. And he, he was on a failed sitcom. Didn't know that. And then didn't know that he was ready to leave it all behind to go back to school for marine biology. I figured my career was over. I had a moment. I was a child actor and didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And I was studying to be be a marine biologist because I love the ocean and I love that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm kind of a nerd that way. So my thought was I'll either be a lawyer or a marine biologist and I was auditioning and not getting anything and ready to quit and um, was got accepted at USC and was ready to um, go there. And I got the outsiders the day I had to choose my classes for USC. And no I, way. I did the uh, I did the movie instead. And that was that. The rest is history. So the outsiders comes knocking on your door as you're choosing your curriculum to tap out of acting. It's, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to study um, invertebrates in the intertidal zone from first period. <laughs> wow. So the pop Curtis. The yes. outsiders, man. Wow. Insane. And favorites. he said the reason why he got the outsiders is because in that sitcom that did not go, you know, he wound up getting into like Tiger Beat magazines and all of that. Yeah, those kids. Those, right. Oh, yeah, and and that big. and that Coppola wanted to have a, a movie that was like a teen idol heartthrob movie. And the casting director got all those magazines from like months upon months upon months. And had a tote board up on the screen, uh, up on a, on a, a board, mm-hmm. in which they 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 listed the actors I mean, who were seen the most in these magazines, and just had and them all on there. And he was one of them. Wow. Leaf Garrett, Emilio, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, Machio, Matt Dillon, C. Thomas Howell, and yeah. Pat, everyone. Yeah, they, every they, one they, of those guys they, were like big Cruz. Now, and the Cruz. Outsiders, we left off of the poll question today, which was your favorite 80s teen movie. Oh, we should have included him, right? Ferris Bueller's Day Off Anniversary. That's today. That right. leads it 47%. The Breakfast Club, 30%. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 19%. And Footloose, Mike, that was your addition. Good job. 4%. Okay. Footloose. Oh, and this is why they were... <laughs> there you go. There we go. I had hey, no hey. idea... Oh, that we when were they there. were, we were there. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, TJ was hey, there. hang it in the Louvre, baby. That's where that picture belongs. We should wow. put this picture in the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you know, since we're speaking about, hi- <laughs> since, since we're speaking about high that. school right there now, I, I'd love back. to just say congratulations to niece number two, my niece yeah. Mania, graduating Altoona High today. Nice. Um, I'm bugging out. She never calls me. She's 17. She called me yesterday just to talk for a few minutes and... I was kind of like I got like emotional talking to her because oh, it's like neat. it's like it's like pulling teeth to get her to give me a call. But anyway, Minnie, happy uh, happy graduation! That's terrific. That's awesome. now, now I know why it took him four hours to return my call yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> I was working, baby. You want to pay no mind? <laughs> Rich is like I see you tweeting. Call me. <laughs> I did. 
Thanks to Taylor Lewan, Nate Burleson, and Jimmy Smith. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll chat with you on Monday.